Live yet? Hold up, I don't have on my mic. Hey, get my Probably have yogurt, lemonade, and orange juice over there. Lemonade, they're right now, orange juice. So I got the orange juice, and then I got the lemonade. Okay, you're... All right. Hey, come up here, Luchi. You want to pray me in? All right, if you want me to. Because, uh, Ryan, were you, were, were you ready to pray me in? Did you have a, a, a scripture? I have a scripture. Well, come on this side. Well, let, let him. Yeah, no, let no, him you can pray me in. Okay. He's going he's gonna to read the scripture. If you ask. Yeah, okay. I want everybody to meet you. Hello, Get over people. here, man. San Francisco 49er fan. No, I ain't that. You're not? You're a Raider fan? Yeah, Raider fan. All right, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. This is my friend Lucci from uh, the, the Bay Area. And uh, he came down to visit with us. And then we have uh, an opening from uh, Minister Ryan. And then uh, we'll have Lucci pray us in it. I'll start? Yeah, okay. no, no, not yet. Wait, oh, not yet. wait till after he does his thing. Go ahead, go ahead. I took the liberty of doing your notes for you. And the Lord told me to come here and give you four words. Have you seen this movie? Heck no. Thank you. I, I, I got to the, I got to 10 seconds. 10 seconds. You know what, you know what it, it opens up? No, no. LBGT support. That's what, oh. that's how it opens up. Well, that's what it's going to result in right there. Yeah. Okay. The Lord told me to give you four words. Oh, okay. Keep going. Amen. We're winning. That's yeah. right. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Matthew 6, verse 19. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Amen. 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 All right, let's pray. Pray us in. Okay, boss. Pray. Oh, you got it. Okay. Father God, we lift up Pastor Sandy to you, and uh, we, we love this man because he's a good man of God, and we appreciate you using him for us. And, Help us understand what, what the Spirit says to the churches and help us learn more and help us be uh, good good learners and always be ready to, to learn and give uh, Sandy uh, the words that he needs to speak. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Good job. Bonalik. That means let's go. In Hebrew, Ivri Shali told me, oh, that's Let's go. Hebrew's good now. <laughs> All right. Um, here, um, let me let me acknowledge my my my, my cards and letters today because I won't be able to read them. I'm gonna have to read them tomorrow, and glasses are necessary. What's the title name of t the title tonight? Did you get it off the page? One more clue. Yeah. Ooh, one more clue for 22. Amazing. Juan, uh, he called me. Juan Marino, who gave me this, uh, the meat of this message tonight. Um, he called me because uh, I said, man, you have got to, we've got to talk. This is from Tracy uh, Mickey out there in uh, Frederick, I think Colorado. Yeah. And uh, I have to read this later. It's a letter and it's a whole bunch of rapture information. And uh, so how are you guys doing? 
And this is from Kelly Mason. Beautiful thank you card. And Kelly Mason. Is one of, one of these for you, Pastor Ben? Let me see. Pastor Sandy. Let's see. Okay, I'm going to see if one of them's for you. Kelly Mason. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. This one's for you, Pastor Ben. Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ uh, to Pastor Ben. Sorry, Pastor Ben, I opened your letter. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. I'll give Pastor Ben his card. He rarely gets a card, so I want to make it sure he gets one. <laughs> no, I'm not bragging or nothing. It's good to share, though. <laughs> oh, look, she wrote, she wrote quite a bit, a, a bit more in my <laughs> display. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm still saved, though, Pastor because I know how to repent. Okay. And where's Susan Hadel? She sent me a card as well. No, I lost it. Where is it? Where is it? It's under here somewhere. Well, anyway, I'm going to have to read them tomorrow, Thursday, because there's more time on Thursday mornings. And then, yeah. And here's uh, from uh, uh, um, a Jersey girl. You were asking about Jersey girl. And she is doing good. And so everything's cool. And Bedminton. Bedminster, New Jersey. Okay. Let me put all this aside and let's get started. Okay. I realized from Sunday that I do not like biblical ignorance because it doesn't matter how much you, you, how well you teach someone or how you try to show them something that's tangible and real that's in the scriptures. And they get mad at you, you know. You know what one guy wrote me, Pastor Dan? He says, seems like you're, you have something against Baptists and, and us Masons. Us I said, <laughs> us Masons. Okay. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, he was like, yeah, we don't, we don't like women preaching. I was like, but it seems like you're more mad at us at the Baptists and us Masons. I was like, yeah, I am. So... I, I'm glad uh, um, we were able to do that study because I don't get off track very much and and uh, it was something that someone said it was long overdue people needed to know and understand and I expanded that study so if you want that study from Sunday to give to your pastor please just um, let me know I'm a pastor. Huh? free Are you sure? that's what we do that's what we do pastor we, have we, we haven't sold anything yet all right, it's free. Okay, one more clue for, for 2022. Are you guys ready for this this evening? Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Let me, let, well, let me start off by reading the scripture that God told me to begin with this scripture, okay? Um, go to Titus. And I thought I was there. And we are being in Titus chapter 2. We can start at verse uh, 11. And it says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. To all men, right? Jesus has already appeared. Yeah. 
It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passion. Does it not? Yes. That's what the Bible's for. To teach you to turn from ungodliness and turn to righteousness. To, to adjust your behavior by studying the word, growing in Christ. Um, and, it, it, and even if it doesn't happen overnight, God's like, it's okay. I know you've been jacked up a long time. Just stay in the word. We're going to get there, right? <laughs> so it's a beautiful thing. We're, we're involved with a God that really and truly loves us. He's raising us like children, okay? So if, you, if you're going to kick your kid out of the house at age four, it's like, psh, you spilled your drink again. Get out. <laughs> God is not like that. So God has taken this patience with us as we've all grown in Christ, and all of us can always say that you're, oh, I, I haven't been a perfect Christian since I started, but I'm way better than what I was when I, when I first started, right? We can all say we're still growing. If you're still struggling and you're still connected with God, good. Amen. Stay connected because at least you're in relationship, okay? So we stay in relationship, we keep growing, but this is what Christ has come for. It says, for the grace of God brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passion and to live in self-control, upright and godly lives um, in this present age. While we wait for the blessed hope and the Adar appearance, you know why I say Adar? Because we're in the month of Adar. Amen. And glorious in Hebrew is Adar, right? So he says, and it, and it, and it appears eight times in the book of uh, Esther. It says the glorious appearance and our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify uh, uh, for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. Praise God. Amen. So the Lord wanted me to read that because he wanted us to know that you're in the glorious month. You're in the month of Adar. God doesn't mince on words. When he says this glorious appearance and and we're here in the uh, in 2022 in the month of Adar, he says everything has been working out absolutely perfect. And what Ryan just told me, keep going. We're going to win or we're winning. OK, because this is going to be a beautiful thing that none of us can really describe what's about to happen uh, to the body of Christ. OK. Um, I can't wait. Tell you the truth, it's, it's my Super Bowl. So I, I cannot wait. Okay. Um, I want us... This is so... I, I, let me see if I can do this. Okay. It says, one more clue for 2022. I want us to go to the book of um, Genesis chapter 1. Okay. Genesis chapter 1, and we're going to be in verse 14. Hallelujah, Father God. Bless your name. 
It says then, it says, then God said, let there be light in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be as a sign and a seasons and for signs and seasons and for days and what else? And years. You hear that? Now, um, it says, and let them be for a light in the firmament of the heaven to give light on the earth. Um, and it was so. So here God is saying he put these lights in the sky because he's counting days, seasons and years. OK, so as the sun rotates and all of these things are happening in the sky, God is using that as he's counting time. So if God put it there to count Mohadins, which means appointed times, days as they go by and years, year after year, that means that God has been counting time. People can't say, oh, who knows? It could happen anytime within anywhere. It can't. God is like, I'm counting time. How many days did it take God to to create the world? Who says seven? Six days. Six days. Got you. <laughs> All right. It's a trick question. Every time I say that, somebody says seven. And I go, no, he was finished in six days. So in the at, at, at the sixth day and then on the seventh day, it said God rested from all of his work. OK, so on the seventh day, God rested. So on the sixth day, God was finished with everything. OK, now. God says. A day unto the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as a day. OK, now. Thank you, Father, because when I hear pastors talking sometimes, it just it sticks and I go, oh, if only they knew this, Lord. But God wants you to know, look, God is counting every time a thousand years pass. God says one day. Two thousand years pass. God said two days. Third thousand years. God said we're in the third day. 4,000 years came, and guess who has to be here? Go to Exodus chapter 12. Guess who has to be here? The lamb has to be here. Watch this. You in Exodus, is it, is it 12, Pastor Ben? You should know. You've been here the whole time. <laughs> he has. Well, not the whole time since then. I'm just saying. It was. See, he thinks everything I say is an age joke. See, what you tell me in the back? He said, see, I grew up on the streets. I can read people. He said, you jealous of this hair. <laughs> You're right. All right. You're absolutely right. But that, that wasn't for you to bring that out. <laughs> but yeah, he is older than me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, check this out. 
the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, this month is to be the first month of the year for you. The first month of the year. Tell the whole community of Israel that on the 10th day of this month, um, uh, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. Okay. so here God is saying this. Look, he said this month, Nisan is now going to be the first month of the year. So God knows that he starts his year. Now, if you could find me a scripture that God says, I changed my mind about Exodus chapter 12. Now we're going to start a year in January. Then we'll know. OK, but God has never changed. He said this is the first month of the year. Nisan first is the first day of the uh, of the of the new year and the first month of the new year is Nisan first. OK. So that means God knows when his new year starts and he starts counting. You understand? So if God knew when 1948 was, do you think God knows when 2022 is? Yes, he does. OK, now let's watch this. Go down to verse six. It says, take care of them, meaning the lambs, that because they're supposed to all go out and get a lamb. Take care of them until the 14th day of the month. What day did they get a lamb? On the 10th day, what day did that are they going, taking care of them for four days on the 14th day of the month? He says, now, this is what I want you to do on the 14th of the month. Take care of them until the 14th day of the month. And when all the people of the community of Israel must slaughter them at twilight. So everybody's got a lamb. All the Jews have a lamb. When twilight comes, they kill them. What time did you, when did Jesus die? Twilight. Whoa. What day? 14th day of Nisan. How do you plan your death three, four thousand years later and, it, and, and not only plan it for the exact month, week and day, but the exact hour? Because twilight is when the day's about to change. So God planned that his lamb died on that the lamb in Egypt died on the 14th of Nisan and he says guess what when I come and John announced look the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world on the 14th of Nisan he comes into Jerusalem on the 10th just like they picked the lamb on the 10th on the 14th of Nisan they kill him at twilight on the 17th of Nisan he resurrects okay but listen since he's a lamb, what day is he supposed to die? He has to wait four days. Why did God wait till 4,000 years before he killed Jesus, before Jesus died? Because the thousand years, a day is as a thousand years. You're right about the door because the door is open on the fourth day, Delet. You're absolutely right about that. But he had to wait 4,000 years before he could kill his lamb because he's keeping rules the same as the Israel kept the rules. Israel got a lamb on the 10th. They waited four days, then they killed him. God chose a lamb in the beginning. He waited 4,000 years, then he killed his lamb. So that means Jesus dies in the 4,000th year on the fourth day, just like the lamb. Now, from that time, to the present time has been 2,000 years. And matter of fact, we're over 2,000 years, okay? So go to um, Matthew chapter 17, because you got to know why we're over 2,000 years. And I'll tell you why 
But I wanted to show you this as well. Matthew chapter 17. Okay. Okay, we're not going to read that. But it says after the sixth day. So something's going to happen after the sixth day. You know that? After the sixth day, something incredible is going to happen. But in the beginning of this, it says after the sixth day. Okay? Now, if God is going to work additional time, then that means that, that uh, it had to be prophesied in the Old Testament. Remember when he married, when, when he was supposed to marry Rachel, and he ends up marrying Leah? And then the father comes to him and says, if you work an additional seven years, I'll give you the other one as well. And he says, he says, I'll work seven more years for my next bride. But he takes Leah first and they have seven children, just like the church, seven children. So God, see how God's consistently, I'm telling my story through the whole thing, right? So here we see that the lamb is killed in the perfect timing. We see that 2,000 years have passed since then. So now we're early morning on the sixth day. But also, since Jesus, it's 1,000, 2,000 is early morning on the third day. So you see the difference? God is saying it's the sixth day from beginning. Jesus is saying it's the third day from the time I was there because it's been 2,000 plus now we're early morning on the third day. Okay? So now, here it is. It says, after the sixth day, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led him up to a high mountain by himself. Therefore, he was transfigured before them. Uh, his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as light. Just then, there appeared uh, before him Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. After the sixth day, two witnesses are supposed to come at the beginning of the tribulation. And God says, here's the description of them. One turns water into blood and the other one stops it from raining for three years, three and a half years. Elijah stopped it from raining. Moses turned water to blood. So he's telling you who the two are. They just happen to be standing with Jesus on the mountain after the sixth day. One of them died. Okay. And here he is standing there resurrected. That's Moses. God told the, 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 the Israelites, Moses has died. So he died. It's impossible for God to lie. Moses died. God kept his body, though. I got a job for you later. Okay? Elijah never died. And there he is standing there. So you got a resurrected and you have a raptured person standing on the mountain early morning on the sixth day. And here we are in perfect time doing this whole thing. And God has been counting. And now... The 5,708th verse of the Torah says that Israel will go back into their land and receive the land back that their fathers once had. 5708 is 1948. 
the 19th book of the Bible and the 48th chapter of the Bible says that the nation of Israel will, will, will be reborn. So that means God is up there in heaven going, hold up, I got two calendars going on here. Don't confuse me. <laughs> got the Jewish calendar going on over here. We got the, the Gregorian thing of the jig going over here. So he's like, we got two calendars. Don't confuse me. Okay, I know when a new year starts and it's not January. Okay, so God's not confused on that. And he's not confused on the, the Hebrew year, nor is he confused on the Gregorian year of 1948. Or else he wouldn't have put Psalms in the 19th book and put the rebirth of Israel in the 48th chapter. So that means God knows both calendars. Okay, so then in the 1900s, we begin counting 120 years. God told Noah, because see, our time is going to be as it was in the days of Noah. The beginning of destruction begins in the 120th year. That's the beginning of destruction. So we counted from 1900 to 2020, 120 years. And what do we have? Worldwide trouble. The whole world's underwater. The beginning of the end had begun. We go to Psalms 121. Now we get to Psalms 122 and 22 is the end of the matter. Now, all of the 22s that we've gone through have been incredible. OK. Um, I, I don't know if I can turn around and write it all down on the board, but I want you to look at this. You are you in. Uh, 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 you got the notes. Let's go to. The notes. Juan, I want to thank you for this. Thank you. God bless you. We're on page two. Okay. Now you see page two? Okay, let's go. Let's go to page three. You see page three? Okay. I'm going to go to Genesis chapter five in my book. And I'm going to read this. Genesis chapter 5, verse 23 and 24. It reads like this. So all the days of Enoch uh, were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God um, and was not, for God lecoched him. He took him, okay? Now, listen to it. It says... So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. You see years? Okay. Now, if I start from the beginning of the Bible in Genesis, where it says in Genesis chapter 114 that God is counting years, and I count every time in the Bible that it says years all the way till I get here, It'll be 22 times. Huh? Juan, they don't believe us. <laughs> okay, let, let's read it. Okay. Uh, let's go back to... <clears throat> let's go back to Genesis 1, because we just read Genesis 1. And God said, let there be light in the firmament of the heaven and let it divide day from night and let them be for a sign and for a season and for days and for years. Yeah. One. OK, 
You can write the number next to the next to the thing if you want. It says Adam lived 130 years and begot a son uh, in his in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth two times. OK. And the days of Adam after he had uh, begotten Seth were 800 years and he begot sons and daughters five and all the days that Adam lived were 930 years and he died. Six, and, and Seth lived 105 years and begat Enoch. Seven, <laughs> and Seth lived and he begat Enos uh, 807 years and begat sons and daughters. You see how God is putting years in all of them? He's making because he's counting what? That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's all I'm trying to tell you. He's counting years. He's been counting years since Genesis. Here we are in, 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 in Genesis chapter 5. God is counting how many times he uses years. Okay? So we can continue going on. Eight is eight. I mean, uh, 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 let's see. Uh, start one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, 12, 13. Let's go to the next one. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. And then what happens? Is it 22? Huh? Wait. No, no, no. Is there two five fourteens? Ah, okay. I'm like, I'm like, I'm such a football player sometimes. Okay, I put two five fourteens. Okay, let me see. Did I do that? What a goofball. Where's my marker? Okay, so anyway, the 22nd time he uses 22 in the Bible is this scripture. And all the days of Enoch were 365 years and God took him. It just happens to be at the 22nd time that he uses years. <sighs> so, if, so now he keeps using years all the way to the end. Here, so let's, let me go back to Genesis let me go back to Genesis chapter 5. Okay. Because even after that, look. It says, so all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God and was not for God took him. Now it starts talking about Methuselah lived 187 years. Okay. So now, all the way down till you get to the end, where it's uh, 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 the, the um, 32nd uh, verse, what do we have? You have years mentioned how many more times? Seven. So you got 22 times, then there's a rapture. Then you got seven more times, and then it's the end. 
So how many is that apart? Is that seven years? Seven years apart. So you got 20, 22 and 29. What did we just talk about last week with 22 and 29? 12 times. 12. Now watch this. If you're on page four, go to page four. So is that, that's to me, it's like, God, okay. I'm going to just go ahead and pack the bags. So God, come on. It's like, why, why would you do this? Why would it, why? I'm going to stop. God's like, just read it. Okay. 58 chapters um, in the Bible end with verse 22. You hear that? 58 chapters in the Bible end in verse 22. What is 58? Noah. Grace. Ends what? In 22? Okay. We'll stop there. All right. Chapters ending with verse 22 in the Torah, there are 12 of them. Chapters ending with verse 29 in the Torah, there are 12 of them. What does 12 mean? New government order. So new government order begins when? 22. And then it, I mean, begins when? 22. And it ends what? 29. Still seven years apart. Okay. So what's... What's, what year is 57, what year is 2029? We did it before. 2029 is 57 something. 89. Huh? 89? And then, then how does that work out? That works out like this. Okay. Thank you, Pastor Dan. Okay, what number is it? Five, seven, eight, nine. Five, seven, eight, nine is 20, five. 29. But five times seven times eight times nine is 5,000. 2,520. 2, Thank you which is the exact amount of time that the book of Revelation says you get two, three and a half year periods, but it gives you the exact amount of years. How would God know? This is the Jewish calendar. What? Okay. He's blowing my mind. I was like, okay, mind blown. Thank you, Lord. So now God is trying to like tell us, look, I'm giving you, remember in the beginning of this, he said, if I, if I tell you the year, then you're going to want to know the month. If I tell you the month, you're going to want to know the day. He says, but look what I, I'm doing. I'm giving, and he said, I'm going to give you something new every week until, like he gave me Sunday off, kind of, but then now we're back on Wednesday, and he go, okay, now we got to get back to doing what we do, okay? Now they know women can preach. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> But now, look, let's get back to what we do. Yeah. This is, listen, 5789 is 2029. That's 2520, which is a seven year period in the tribulation. Okay, let's continue. 
Okay. 2022 to 2029, seven years tribulation. Now, I, I, we did this thing. The first prime numbers, the first seven prime numbers in mathematics is 2, 3, 5, 7, 11, 13, and 17, which equals 58. Was it 58? Noah, Grace, that's the end, seven. Look at this. The 12th prime number is 37. The 12th composite number is 21. 21 times thir plus thir uh, 37, 58. There's you got Noah again. Okay? So what is going on? I'm like, Lord, what are you doing? I'm like, why are you showing us all of this incredible stuff? Pastor Ben, am I missing a page? Let me see. Am I missing a page? No, here it is. No. Or did you put it on another page? Oh, here it is. Nope. Yeah, you did the first one. Let me see. No, the, the last one you sent at page four. It's page four? Okay. Okay, there was a... Okay, now I'll, I'll, I'll just do it like this. Okay. So I asked God... Well, the word in Hebrew for years is shanim, because shana is one year. 22 is 22 shanims, 22 years, okay? What is the numerical value for, 20, for, for, for shanims? Years. 22. No, it's 422. What is 422? What is the, the numerical value for Wheat harvest, four, 400 for harvest, 200 for wheat. I mean, 22 for wheat. 400 for harvest, the numerical value for harvest in Hebrew is 400. The numerical value for wheat is 22. So what is that? 422. What does it mean in Hebrew? Your salvation. But years... In Hebrew, is, is Shanim, and his numerical value for Shanim is 422, which is what? Your salvation? There's too much going on here. There's way too much going on here. This is why I say, been doing this since at least 2004, right, Pastor Ben? Amen. But been doing end-time uh, studying even before that. And I have never, we have never had this much of everything pointing to this year. Okay? They were talking about today the banks collapsing. They're talking about war. They're talking about the terrorist bombings that are keep occurring in, in Israel. Somebody's going to want peace. Somebody wants a world war. Somebody wants the banks to collapse. Okay? Russia is in the middle of it, and Israel wants to bomb Iran. So if Russia attacks Israel, you think America's going to his aid? No. You know why? Because there is no America in the book of Revelation. 
That's right. So yeah. If you plan on voting, <laughs> if, you, if you bring it back 45, it's going to be kind of hard. So all of this is going on, just having to be like all of this convergence at the same time. And then you get every biblical Bible study that we have says the marriage happens in 22. The marriage happens in 22. The marriage happens in 22. A matter of fact, if you look at years from how many times you count years from Genesis chapter one all the way to the time that Noah leaves, you count all of them, there's 22. I mean, um, that Enoch leaves, there's 22. Okay? So, let's go to Thessalonians. Um, we're going to be in 2 Thessalonians. Pastor Ben, we walked by that restaurant last week. I was like, Lord, people are really beautiful. You know, we should give them a chance. They re everyone really needs to go to heaven. We need to have a revival. Yeah. I know I can't find Thessalonians. So, Pastor Ben, we took Pastor Ben out for lunch because it was his birthday. He was like, I don't know. How, how old are you now? <laughs> That's a lot. It's too much to count. It's too much to count. But we walked by a restaurant. It looked like a nightclub. Yeah. Oh my. We had to. We, I wanted to cross the street. I was like, Pastor Ben, we should cross the street. We got the kids with us. It was crazy. It looked like a party for all drug addicts and prostitutes. That's how they were dressed. Nylons with no pants, no dress on, just nylons on with heels. Everybody, it was like, oh my goodness. We was like, Pastor Ben, we should cross the street. We walked by. It was like, and then we we're going to go the other way. But I was like, no, they're smoking weed that way. I'm like, <laughs> by the time we got to the restaurant, I was like, Lord, when are you coming? <laughs> three in the afternoon. It was three in the afternoon. I'm not talking about a nightclub. This was a day nightclub. <laughs> huh? No, we were on Pine Street in downtown Long Beach. Okay? So we weren't, no, we weren't in, we weren't on, we weren't on uh, uh, Figueroa and 12, you know, we was, we was, we was in the real hood. We was on Pine Street. Okay, let's listen to this. What chapter verse? Chapter 2, we're reading. Concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered to him. We ask you, brother, not to be come easily unsettled or alarmed by some prophecy report or letter supposed to have come from us, saying that the day of the Lord has already come. Don't let anyone deceive you in any way, for that day will not come until a departure uh, happens. Now, there is another word, I think it's in uh, Timothy or Titus, where he says, in the latter days, people will walk away from sound doctrine. That is the word that says to leave your religion. This word does not mean leave your religion, it just means departure. 
So he's letting you know, uh, don't let anyone deceive you in any way, for that day will not come until a departure occurs first. Someone has to leave. Then, or and the man of lawlessness is revealed. So after the departure, then the man of lawlessness is revealed. It doesn't say the man of lawlessness is revealed and then there'll be a departure. Right. He gives it to you in order. So we have a departure and then an anti-twat crisis coming. Okay? The man who is doomed to destruction, he will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or his worship so that he sets himself up in God's temple proclaiming himself to be God. Let me tell you guys something. You know what uh, premillennial is? Premillennial means this, and I played it for you guys with this guy when he was teaching crazy. Premillennial means that time is going to go by, there's going to be a rapture, the church is going to leave, there's going to be seven years of tribulation, Christ is going to come back, and he's going to reign and rule for a thousand years. Amillennial says the world's just going to continue, continue, continue. Then things are going to get really good and get to absolute best. And all the Christians are going to be in control of the movies, the business, the, the banking, everything. And then when the seven mountains theory is complete, then Christ will come back after the church is in full control of the earth. And then we'll have Christ will come reigning with that's what that's what our millennial is. So there's no such thing as a thousand year millennium. There's just. So do you see the mental? That is mental for you to say the world's going to get better and better, better and better. And then when the Christians own everything and all the finances and everything, then and only then can Christ come back. That's our millennial. That's the seven mountains theory. OK, which is like. I don't know how dumb you'd have to be to believe that. I don't know how dumb you would have to believe uh, to believe that that um, the world is just going to get better and better and better. And then when when Jesus looks over and goes, OK, it's pretty good now. I can go back. That's that's what they do. The whole Bible is telling us opposite. Right. There is coming an Antichrist. They say there's no Antichrist coming. OK. He will oppose and exalt himself over everything that is called God or worship so that he sets himself up in the temple, proclaiming himself to be God. When he does that, what does the Bible say? Israel, get out of there. He says, don't you remember that when I was with you, I used to tell you these things. And now you know what is holding him back so that he may be revealed at the proper time. For the secret power of lawlessness is already at work. But the one who now holds him back, the restrainer, the Holy Spirit, will continue to do so until he is taken out of the way. Who's going to call the Holy Spirit out of here? Lazarus, come forth. Who's he calling? What's Lazarus mean in Hebrew? Eleazar. Who's Eleazar? The helper. He's here living inside of us. Come forth. Can Eleazar return to the kingdom of God without a bride? How do you know that? Genesis chapter 29. 
He tells Eleazar, go and find my son, a wife, and come back and bring her back here. Eleazar says, what if she doesn't want to come? Can I take their son and bring him there? He says, don't you take my son back there. <clears throat> say, you bring her here. Eleazar, after finding the bride, lifts her off the earth, puts her on a camel, and takes her back to meet Isaac. Isaac has gone down south because Jesus has to come down to the cloud. So God is telling us everything. And I am here and called in this last time, yeah. in this last days, so that you can get the scriptures right and stop listening to foolish people tell you stupid things about how God is going to work and how there's not going to be a tribulation and how God's not going to think about you until the end of the seven years. Good luck. Hope you get, got some tennis shoes. All this stuff telling you these people are absolutely nuts. Amen. The Bible is not hard to understand. Amen. You don't have to be a Ph.D. to understand the Bible. Yes. The Bible tells you that the raptures happen. Two will, be, two will be in one place. One will be taken and the other one left. Where's he being left to? Let me show you guys something. These are the two books that I use. Vines. Uh, this is a New Testament, all Greek study, all Greek words. You understand? Listen, when a Greek talks to you, you're never confused. Amen. You are never confused. There was two guys. They were going to go. They, 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 they were uh, 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 hanging out, lifting weights. And he says, hey, man, we, I'm on a bowling team. You want to join? The guy goes, yeah, man, I want to join. So they, they get on a bowling team. They win the tournament with both of them. And then he's so happy, and they're shaking hands, and he says to the other guy, man, I love you. And then the guy goes, yeah, I love you too. The next day, the guy calls him and says, hey, man, you want to have lunch? And he says, yeah, I'll, I'll have my, my wife's with the kids. He goes and have lunch. He sits down. The guy says, why are you sitting so far? I ain't going to bite you. He was on a date. Right? Because the guy said, I loved you. He meant something else. Oh! <laughs> Greek, make sure that you don't do that. You understand? The Greek, make sure that that never happens. That's why God chose the Greek to write the New Testament. Because you can't get confused. Amen. When it says a woman shall not teach uh, a man, it says shall not give a man instructions with a bad attitude. That's what the Greek is saying. It has the word teach there has nothing to do with teaching the Bible. Amen. And I can take you through this book and show you every time it uses teach and it means just to give someone instructions is different from when it says teach to teach them scripture. Yeah. It's two different words. Love. How, I think there's nine different words for love or four or five different words for love in Greek. And you'll know exactly which one I'm talking about. You'll know if it meant intimate. But see, in English, you're just confused. Bro, bro, say, love me. I'm just, we're going to go have lunch. Right. <laughs> you get there and you're like, oh, I got to leave, bro. I didn't know you was, I didn't know you was talking about that. <laughs> the Greek does not allow you to be confused. Amen. It will not allow you. Every word Every word in the Greek is specified. Yeah, yeah. God made sure you understand the, the New Testament. Amen. He made sure that you understand 
It's the New Testament. Hebrew cannot be translated to English perfectly all the time. Because in the Hebrew, listen, in the scripture where Abraham is saying, uh, his son Isaac says, Dad, I see we're going to the, 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 the site to, to, to uh, I, I, have the, I have the wood and you have the utensils, but where is the lamb, he asks Isaiah. And Abraham says in Hebrew, and if I read it to you in Hebrew, it should be under, fully understand. It never says God will provide a lamb. The word provide is never used there. Every English Bible from King James on says God will provide a lamb. In the Hebrew, you know what it says? God will appear himself as the lamb. So if I'm reading that in Hebrew, I'm like, wow, God's going to come one day and appear as a lamb. It's clear. But in English, since they couldn't, they couldn't figure out that God's going to come himself and die as a lamb, they go, well, he'll provide a lamb. No, that's not what God is saying. He's already took Abraham out to the site and showed him a lamb in the sky and say, look, the lamb is going to die and resurrect and become king. Yeah. Abraham said, all right. So now he's telling his son, God will himself become, will appear. Yeroah, he will appear as the lamb. But you're not going to understand that if you don't uh, uh, if you don't study and look up some words, you're going to be sitting around here telling women they can't teach because you took one word, misinterpreted it and is never used for teaching the gospel in the whole Bible. You take another word that says Laleo, she can't teach. Uh, um, uh, uh, she can't uh, uh, speak out of order in church. Well, the whole Bible, the whole chapter is about speaking out of order. And then you say she can't speak. And that had nothing to do with speaking in church. That had to do with speaking out of order. So I'm, I'm I was going to say I'm sick and tired, but I'm not sick and tired. I'm blessed and tired. <laughs> I'm blessed and tired of listening to people talk about the Bible as if they know because somebody gave them a YouTube channel. <laughs> I'm, uh, it just bugs me. And, I, and if it bothers me, I know God is like, don't you worry. I got that. Because you can't destroy the word of God and, and start telling people, oh, and, you know, and they're trying to bring back the three days of darkness. And I, I'm like, come on, you guys. Just, just stick with the scripture. I just read to you what's going to happen. The Holy Spirit's going to be called out. He's going to be removed. The church is leaving with the Holy Spirit. Seven years later, God is coming back and rescue Israel. It's, it's happened exactly that way since Egypt, since Isaac, since everything, since Joseph. It's happened that way every time. So God has already told us what he's doing. Here we are in the 22nd year in the glorious month. Waiting for his glorious appearance. Something big is about to happen. We're going to party. Praise God. <laughs> All right. Uh, you pray me in, you got to pray me out. Come on up here, Luce. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, boss. That's the rule. Sorry, bro. That's the rule. Yeah. 
Okay. Ready? Yes. Okay. Thank you, Lord, for this powerful message that you sent uh, on your servant, uh, Pastor Sandy. Thank you for your words, Lord, and thank you for your teaching, and help us all understand it. And uh, thank you for always being there for us, and thank you for your mercy and grace, and thank you for the Holy Spirit. Amen. And, and always being patient. Thank you for that patience, Lord. We need it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Good message, Pastor Sandy. All right. Uh, used to be college and kind of still is because now I got another final in the paper. You know, people have been doing it and then they stopped. But, you know, uh, uh, Vanna has inspired people to get their uh, get their finals in. There's no sister doing all the work because you're not going to do the final, right? So praise God. Uh, so I'll look at that one when I get home. That's from uh, Tracy... Uh, and she and uh, she sent me the whole thing, so I'll take a look at it. It looks pretty good, though. I was going over it this morning. Um, I am looking for so this is see that's it, chapter five. I am already there. God gave me exactly what to talk about today. It's awesome. If you just be quiet, he'll talk to you. I was. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I tell myself that for my own benefit because sometimes I got music on and, you know, if you got to talk to somebody, you would say, you know, can you turn the music off? I got something to say. Amen. Or if you're watching TV, <laughs> can you turn TV off? I got something to say. So if you're always doing something, God is like, when you're ready, I'll talk to you. All right. Um, I have the notes. I put them in my pocket right here. Oh, yes, and then we're going to go with Enoch, and we're going to talk about Elijah, we're going to talk about Lot, we're going to talk about Noah, and we're going to read Thessalonians chapter 5. All right. Uh, so what's going on, Pastor Ben? What am I supposed to be doing right now? Reviewing? Because or, or, uh, you don't have everybody there yet, huh? Okay, since you got, we got time, um, I am definitely going to thank uh, Tracy Mickey for her blessing and for turning in her final and thank you for mailing it in to me so that I can look at it. Um, if you had emailed it, I could have looked at it through email too or have had it printed out. But um, uh, this is her final. Very well done. So we'll look at that. I, I was looking at it this morning. It looks very well done. So um, Busy days on Wednesday and Thursday. Now, oh, Susan, um, uh, Jersey girl, um, I got your message this morning. Uh, thank you, and thank your friend for watching. Um, uh, uh, and thanks for uh, suggesting that uh, she watch uh, Pastor Sandy, because I'm uh, always happy when somebody uh, is hooked up with us because at least I know they're getting truth and so praise God thank you for that Susan that was a great message to get this morning and then um, okay I know this is from my friends over in and uh, um, Gardena all right so that's the end of that and a Kushiv means I think and 
uh, we're talking about last night. Ha! What a, the guy Juan who did the, the, the message from last night is, um, I, I gave him some uh, additional information. He was like, man, he was just amazed that God gave him that information and used him to get that type of information. And uh, I know God wanted him to get it to me because as soon as he said he saw 22, he's like, I got to get this to Pastor Sandy. So, <laughs> and then when, once I got it, then God took me on another trip and it's like, okay, all of this needs to be uh, confirmed because I keep telling you, I'm going to give you something every week until we leave. And since we only got that much time left, oh. hey, this is awesome, man. I am so happy. Okay. Um, to review last night, it, it is amazing because if someone would have said, you know what, Pastor Sandy, um, I want to tell you something. Since, do you know in chapter 5 of Genesis where it says in verse uh, 23, it says, uh, so all the days of Enoch was 365, and, and, God, uh, 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 and God took him, right? And it says, so all the days of Enoch, wait a minute, it says, uh, Enoch walked with God for, for 365 days, uh, years, um, and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years, and God and uh, uh, Enoch walked with God and God took him. And for that years to be the 22nd time God uses the word years in Hebrew. Um, it was, was it's kind of amazing only because also God said, well, you know, if I say Rosh Hashanah, what does it mean? Happy New Year. Right. Shana is years. But if I say 365 years is Shanim, so what's the numerical gematria for Shanim? Was like 422, okay? Which is the same as the gematria for wheat harvest, because uh, wheat is 22, harvest is 400. And so, and then this is the same gematria as your salvation. So years completely links up with this 22, this 22 years. It's not just, it just happens to be 22 years. No, the actual word, Shanim, is 422, which is wheat harvest, which is your salvation. So it's like, who's playing games with us, you know? It's, uh, it's, just, it's just getting to be like, Lord, this is really a lot, you know. You tell a kid, like, hey, um, you give a kid a hope for getting a bike, right? And then you let him find the wheel, but you don't let him find the, you don't let him find the frame. Then you let him find the handlebars, but you don't let him find the frame, you know? Then you let him find the other wheel, <laughs> and you're like, I know what it is, I know what it is. That's where I'm at, you know, it's like... <laughs> Uh, you, you show, you're showing me so much, it's kind of like, okay, okay, okay. And um, so my thing is, what is this all about? Because it looks like a bicycle, and I want a bicycle. 
So it looks like a rapture, and I want a rapture, so let's go. Um, we're going to go through the 22s, but we're going to also go through the fact that um, a question someone asked, does God really want us to know when the rapture is? Huh? Because if, 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 if he wrote that uh, no one knows the day or the hour, maybe God doesn't really want us to know. And we're just working this thing. But then um, I started thinking about some of the scriptures in the Bible that God tells us to watch and, and pray. And when you see these signs, you know that this is coming. And when you see this sign, you know that this is, you know. So it's like God is like, you can't just stand on no one knows the day or the hour. No, the day or the hour is not the, is not the issue because the day and the hour is up to God. But he, now he's telling you, you, you will know the season, okay? Uh, you'll know uh, to watch and pray for the signs. I mean, so all of these things God is telling us to watch for, and he says, but you won't know the exact day or year. Well, it'd be impossible for anybody to know the exact day or year because you don't know what country you're in. You know what I mean? It's probably midnight in Israel. I usually have my Israel clock on me at the same time. But it's probably about midnight in Israel right now. And so they're, they're probably about to get ready for, you know, the next morning. So and since evening changes at, at, at twilight there, that means they're about to go into the next day on their calendar anyway. So uh, this, it's impossible for anybody to know the, the day or the hour. OK. And like I said, um, not knowing the day or the hour is a Hebrew idiom anyway, and that idiom it just tells us, um, like uh, any American saying, it just tells us that um, uh, the idiom is for when a marriage is about to take place, what they say when people ask them when the wedding is. And they will say the idiom, no one knows the day or the hour, okay? So for Christ to say that at that time, he's saying there's going to be a wedding. No one knows the day or the hour. He's saying there's going to be a wedding. OK, so um, all of this stuff is just playing into I'm, I'm so ready to go. I'm so ready to to um, to prove to this world that you're being lied to. Someone sent me a thing the other day said, Pastor Sandy, is anybody going to get saved during the tribulation or are those people all doomed? So I showed them Revelation chapter 7. And I said, there'll be so many people it won't be able to count. And it says they'll be clothed in white. Yeah. And then, then he says, then uh, this other girl said, oh, I thought those were the people. I thought that was us at the rapture. I said, that's impossible to be us. That's at the end of the tribulation. And she, it says, these are those who have come out of the great tribulation, okay? They did not take the mark. And I said, so unless you plan on going through the tribulation, that's not us. And I said, there's a whole other group of people that leave before that even happens in Revelation chapter 4. So, know and understand that, um, well, there are, there are a lot of people going to get saved, at the, at the, through the tribulation, there are a lot of people that are going to 
give their life to Christ. And and the Bible says they will be beheaded for it. They will be killed for it. They would uh, confessing Christ during the tribulation is not something that's going to be welcomed by the by the government system of the world, nor the authorities of the world. And most people, you know, when you say a, a great number that no one can count, okay, a million, I'm, I'm not counting to a million, okay? But a million out of, out of eight billion is not a lot of people, right. you know? So two million out of eight billion is not, you know? And how many are gonna get raptured? I have no idea because there's so much discrepancy within the body of Christ, it's hard to tell who's really a Christian and who's not. You know, you got half people saying, yeah, I still sin and do all I want to do, but I'm still saved. And you're like, what am I supposed to tell you? I'll see you in the rapture. It, it ain't going to happen. Right. And what the Lord showed me in 2009 with the five versions, he said half. I just prophesied to you. I read the, 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 the 10 versions and five of them get left and I'm continue reading and God goes, stop. I just prophesied to you, half the people that say that they're Christians aren't going. Amen. He said, I didn't pick five and five for no reason. I'm trying to tell you, half of the people that say, oh, I'm a Christian, aren't going. And that means that the confession is from their mouth, but the confession is not in their lifestyle. Because words are easy. I remember in a, I did a, 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 a message um, I was selling words. I was selling words like 10 million words for 10 cents. They were like, God, that, I said, yeah, I'll say I love you a billion times for a dime. And he was like, why did you charge more if you're going to do all that? I was like, because words are cheap. <laughs> and God knows that words are cheap, right? I said, if you want 20 billion, I'll give you that. Just give me a dime. Because words are cheap. Anybody can say I'm a Christian. Anybody can say I love Jesus. He's the Lord of my life. You could say it. They're cheap. They come out like that, right? But to live is, is much more, okay? That's valuable, okay? That's gold. To live it, that's, that's really something, okay? So um, I don't know how many are going. I don't know... Um, um, I know God, the Bible gives us a reference of who's not going. I know if you're lukewarm, you're not going. Okay. I know if you got no oil in your lamp, you're not going, Amen. you know? So I know if you just lip service, you're not going. Okay. Cause it said many have said, I know you, you're, you're dependent on like, Oh, many have said, I used to do this and I used to do that. If you used to be Christian, you ain't going. <laughs> so it's a it's a lot. It's a lot on the line here. I wish we could wake people up because I don't think we could possibly express how bad it's going to be. We could read the whole book of Revelation to them and go see how bad it's going to be. But God knows sin. Come on. Sin don't listen. Sin is like, I'm going to do what I want to do when it's time for me to do it. Thank you for your kind words. Jesus bless you, too. You know, and that's. That's that's the world. But that's the flesh. Remember, the, the flesh does not want to serve God. It, it hates God and uh, it doesn't want to spend time with God. It doesn't want to read God's word. 
it, it, it just, it doesn't want to be told what to do. You know, you, you try to tell somebody, like, first thing I'm going to say is you're judging me. Don't judge me. Why are you judging me? Whiskey is whiskey. It's just a drink. <laughs> it's like, it's, uh, it's, cra it's crazy things you hear, man. So, okay, Pastor Ben, where we at? We, we got anybody with us? A couple? All right. You gonna read them off, or you you want me to continue? You you you're there yet? I'm gonna pray in. All right. You can stand or sit, cause you are a free man. Praise God. That was uh, slaves had to sit down. Could not stand up. Hallelujah. The Lord's Prayer. Avanu Shabbat Shabbatim Yikadeshim Cha. Tavo Melchutech Yatzerot Sanacha. Be'aret Ke Asherne Asa Beshamayim. Tilano Hayom Lechum Hukenu. Usilak Lanu et Ashmitenu. Ke Asher Solechim Anaknu. Le Asher Ashmelanu. Vial Tevienu Lede Masa. Ke Im Hadzilanu Min Hara. Kilacha hamamlaka, they had givara, they had tif eret leola me, leola mim, amen, behashim, Yeshua, Hamashiach, and Nachnu, Mitpelelim, and let's continue on with this journey from last night. You there, Pastor Ben? Amen. Give us some people, Pastor Ben, so we can get started. Amen. Okay. Amen. All right, Pastor Sandy. Uh, shalom from Zoe and Sensational in Pasadena. Uh, shalom from Louisville, Hallelujah. Kentucky. Hey, Zoe. Jeffersonville, Sensational. Indiana. All right, Indiana. Uh, West, Weston, New Jersey, Chicago, Illinois. Hallelujah. Shy town. Uh, Ozark, Alabama. Yeah. Owasso, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Tennessee. Let's go, Tennessee. India, Overland Park, Kansas. Praise from Lord. Barbados, from Rossburg, Oregon. Hallelujah. From Claremore, Oklahoma. Boston, Massachusetts. North Carolina. Hallelujah. From Argentina. Greensboro. Bedford, Texas. Shana and Yokis from OCR Ministries, Jay-Z. The super team. The super team, which their son, now part of the street team. Is that right? Praise uh, God. Yeah. Praise God. To, uh, to the street, so God bless. That's good. Uh, Bedford, Texas, Shana, okay. Uh, Birch Run, Michigan. Kansas City. Philadelphia. Rhode yes. Island. Geneva, Ohio. Bridge Creek, Oklahoma. Hallelujah, From Oklahoma. Ethiopia. Eagle Point, Oregon. Ethiopia, hallelujah. Shalom from Finland. Hallelujah. Shalom from Massachusetts. Uh, Montgomery, Alabama. Yes. Washington, D.C. Yes. Brownsville, Texas. From, uh, from Barbados. Okay, from, Barbados. Uh, Houston, Texas. From Arkansas, Cushing, Texas. Hallelujah. From Wichita, Texas. Texas Hallelujah. 
uh, Wichita, Texas, from Crown Point, Indiana. Shalom from Dublin, Ireland. And Amen. Hallelujah. Shalom from uh, New Jersey. Shalom from Ethiopia. Hallelujah, Ethiopia. Ethiopia is in the house. Ethiopia. Hey, the birth of Christianity. Well, not the birth of Christianity, but the first official Christian church that was in the northern part of right. Africa because right. uh, he took back the thing to, to Queen Candace and started Christianity there like, wow, first church. Amen. Yep. They also said, they also speculate that the Garden of Eden was somewhere near or in Ethiopia. It was, yep, I would, I would say it was uh, surrounded by the, yeah. the rivers, but I'd have to go back through that study, yep. Yep. Uh, shalom from uh, Temple, Texas. Hallelujah, and Texas. Umberto from Montrose, Colorado. Umberto. Umberto. Uh, Secunda, South Africa. Okay. Tampa, Florida. Hallelujah. Williamsport, Pennsylvania. From Bethlehem. Oh, Beth Bethlehem. Yes. South Africa. Okay. I didn't okay. Bethlehem, South, South Africa? Africa. Wow. Yeah. I guess if you can have Palestine, Ohio. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Uh, from, 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 from Eagle Point, Oregon. I did that. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, hold on. Uh, Ethiopia, hold on. Let's see. Ne oh, uh, Groningen, Netherlands. Oh, the Netherlands. Praise wow. God. Praise the Lord. From Waldorf, Maryland. Hallelujah. From Calhoun, Georgia. Maranatha. From Hallelujah. Appala Ooh, from Appalachia. Wow. Amen. Waldorf, Maryland. We got you. Slovakia. Wow. Hello. Amen. Daniela from Slovakia. I think we have one of your countrymen here. Hallelujah. Oh, you're Romanian. Okay, I'm sorry. That's all right. Amen. Uh, from uh, Helde, Hildeburg, Germany. From Fresno, California. Hallelujah. From Nottingham, England. Wow. From Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And of course, Waldorf, Maryland, Mississippi. Shalom from Finland. Montgomery, Alabama, Washington, D.C., Brownsville, Texas. Woo! Let's see, what else we got? What else we got? Amen. And from from Beatles, Houston, Arkansas, Cushing. Amen. I think that's about it. From uh, Petaluma, California. Hallelujah. Miami and the Netherlands. Shalom, everybody. Welcome to Shalom, Shalom, Shalom. shalom. Um, Rashawn Messianic Bible. Call up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We are here. And so we're going to talk about this tonight. Let's go to First uh, Thessalonians. Uh, well, yeah, First Thessalonians chapter five. OK. Uh, we're going to start at the beginning. I think we did. We start reading this last night. Oh, yeah, okay, but this is uh yeah, first Thessalonians chapter five. Okay. Yeah. And we want to read through this, kind of get an understanding of 
yeah, of the rapture and what's going to happen here. Okay, it says, now, brother, about the time and date, we do not need to write to you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord comes like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come upon them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brother, are not in darkness. Wow. So that surprise that's going to come upon them like uh, suddenly as labor pains of a woman and it will, will overtake them. It says, but you, brethren, are not in darkness so that this day should, should surprise you like a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of day. We do not belong to the night or to darkness. So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be alert and self-controlled. How are you going to be alert? Huh? You're going to stay connected with God, but you're also looking for what God said was going to happen. Yeah. To be a Christian and say, I didn't know Israel was back in the land. <laughs> or to be a Christian and say, really? Is uh, Russia's talking about bombing Israel? Really? Is, is Russia really best friends with Persia? Iran? Really? That's what it says in the book of you're supposed to know some of these things, right? Because these are signs that God is telling you when the end times comes, this is how it's going to look. OK, and as a born again Christian, you're supposed to be watching. OK, it's a horrible thing to be. Uh, uh, but everybody encourages you to be the type of Christian to just be and let be. Don't take this too serious. Don't, you know. They just want you to just kind of glide through your Christianity and don't offend people. Do not talk about end times. That just bothers me. You know, all of this stuff. But God is telling you, no, you're supposed to be watching. Amen. No, you're supposed to be looking. OK, this day is not supposed to surprise you. OK, if it surprises you, you weren't looking. So were you in obedience, in obedience or disobedience? I don't know. Here we are. So it says, um, for those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who drink, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be self-controlled, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, it doesn't mean awake, meaning oblivious to the end times or not oblivious to the end times. It means rather you're dead or rather you're walking around alive. You're not going to miss it. Amen. That's what it means, because some people read that and they go, see, whether I pay attention to the rapture or not. I'm still, I'm still going to be going. It's, it doesn't really matter, right? And that's not what the scriptures say. So let me read that again. It says, he who died for us um, uh, so that rather we are dead. I even wrote it there. Praise God. I'll be doing some studying. Rather we are dead or alive, 
we may live together with him. Because if you die, you're going to be resurrected. And if you're walking around, you're going to be caught up to meet them in the air. Okay? So don't say I I can be asleep and still uh, 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 make the rapture, even though I'm not paying attention nor watching. Okay? It's not supposed to catch you by surprise. If it does, you might get yourself caught up in the world. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. Now, we know you, uh, brethren, to respect those who work hard among you or over you in the Lord who admonish you. Hold them in high regard and love because of their work. Okay, so I, I just read that additional part because. Pastor Ben worked so hard to make sure this whole thing is, gets done, right? Because, I mean, if Pastor Ben says, I quit, you guys would be like, because Pastor Ben don't know nothing about nothing. All right, let me see. I don't know nothing about nothing, okay? I don't know what Pastor Ben does. I don't even know how he does this, whatever he does, okay? And, but I know I trust him, and I know he's done a great job, and so respect the fact that he does that, plus prayer service on Sunday morning, okay, plus slashes out there cleaning the building. Before we get here, I call him Slash because he's got slash this, slash janitor, slash prayer guy, slash. He's got so many jobs, but God says, you know, respect people that work in the ministry, okay, because they're like laboring so that you can. You can hear from God that you have a place that you can be secure where God is can be heard. OK, Amen. so but according to, but but with this thing about us being sleep is and not knowing is unbiblical. And God wanted me to mention that this morning. It is unbiblical for a person to say I was caught by surprise. Right. You're not supposed to be caught by surprise. So the Lord gave me a couple of things and what here it is right here. And he said, you need to tell them about Enoch, because in the book of Enoch, Enoch told them God's ready to take me. Did you guys know that Enoch in the in the book of Enoch? He told them God's getting ready to take me. They knew that God was going to take him. Okay, and they followed him. Okay. And then when he left, they, they went back and said, hey, uh, Enoch, just what he said had happened. Elijah the same way. God said, remind you of that. Elijah's talking to Elijah, says, you know, God's going to take your master. Everybody's he, not only is Elijah telling him, other people are telling Elisha, you know, God's going to take your master today. He's like, yeah, I know. Don't talk about it. Right. right? <laughs> and so Elijah knew he was getting ready to leave. Enoch knows he's getting ready to leave. What about uh, uh, Noah? Did he know that something was about to happen? Yes. Since the 120th year. And when when he said, go into the ark, he's like, y'all in trouble. (laughs) The door's closing, right? What about Lot? Lot Lot knew so much that he went to go warn his his son-in-laws. And they're like, (laughs) ha, ha, ha. Yeah, right. In times, you people, right? 
And Lot said, okay, I'll see you later. Okay? So you got four people that the Lord wanted to show me that are in the Bible that knew that God was coming and was warning people that he was coming. Two of them were raptured and were warning, okay? And destruction was coming. And, and so all of the things that God was trying to show me this morning was that people not being ready is not, um, is not an excuse and is not, um, let me think of the word, is not obedience. It's not obedience to what God told you to do, Amen. okay? And I know, you know, some girl, she, she, she gave me, she, she gave me, sent me a thing. She said, I had a dream that we were in the rapture. And then it's like some people were up there and they were like, what happened? And we had to explain to them like the rapture, you know. And I know that there are Christians that love God, but they, their churches have never really talked about this thing. So I know that there will be people there. But on a whole, the church is supposed to be talking about this. Amen. You know, this should be the main topic is that we all know that the Lord is going to take his church out sooner or later, okay? And so you need to be ready and look at what's going on right now. Now, what God has given to soldiers for Christ and understanding that God told me from the beginning, I'm not calling you to be an evangelist, okay? Or else I'd be on the street pray, teaching and praying and trying to get people saved and that would be my main focus. He says, I'm sending you to talk to my people, to get my people ready to leave, okay? So when I give you a word, the word is from God, because I'm doing my job, because my job is to the, to the body of Christ, to say, you can't live like that, wake up, you, something's, about, something's about to happen. You can't do that, wake up, something's about to happen to urge them to repentance and true living so that they don't miss it. Yes. So that's my calling, okay? Amen. I can't turn back from that and begin to talk about other things because those are not things that God... On Sunday was a rarity. God said, it's a good study. We need to, we, they need to know this. And women need to be encouraged. And people need to know that ha they haven't been studying because to confuse things in the Bible just means that I didn't want to look up the word. I didn't want to do that. And you have, how are you going to have a Bible? God put the Bible in two languages. And you have the two languages in books right there in front of you. You can always look up something if you're confused about what it means. Okay. So you don't say, oh my goodness, uh, dividing the, the word of God means, uh, some of it belongs to the Gentiles and some of it belongs to the Jews. And we've got to know which to divide. What? That, that's what the, uh, Scotty Clark was teaching, right? So I'm like, no, it just means that God has already given a truth and you're supposed to cut on the straight line and stay on the line that God, God already established. But if you just think it means divide, okay, then you can listen to a nut telling you divide, put it half on this and half belong to the Gentiles and half belong to the Jews. Oh, the, the, four, the Gospels aren't even for, for the Gentiles. That's for the Jews. And, you know, it, it was weird. It was just, a, but many people fell into it. Okay, not studying. Okay. Now, I am going to read this scripture because I'm still amazed at last night. 
because this is how I would like to present this to you. Uh, because if I came to you and I told you, and you know Enoch was raptured, and you go, yeah, yeah, Enoch was raptured. He was taken by God. Did you know that the scripture that says, and all the days of Enoch were 365 years, and God took him, if you, did you know that that's the 22nd time the word years is mentioned in the Bible? I would have went, no way. God had to have used the word years. He used it in Genesis. From, you mean the rest of Genesis, he never said years? And, the, and, 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 and so, and, and I, I mean, all the chapters that come before chapter 5, he never used the word years again? Then he gets to chapter 5 and he's giving this genealogy and, he start, and he's counting how many. So when he gets to 22, it's the rapture of Enoch. Would you believe that? You would go, no way. Then if I said, okay, let's look at this board. Because the scripture says in Isaiah, I will, I will give you the end from the beginning. I tell the end from the beginning. So here's the beginning. Better shoot. Better sheet. That is in the beginning. Okay. The bet is a two. The bet is a two. Better sheet, bara. The olive is a one. The another olive is a one. The hay is a five. The vav is a six. The hay is a five. So in the beginning, if I do that, and God does this all the time in Scripture. It's 22. So God gave us 22 in the beginning. Like I'm saying, it looks like a bike. I just know it's a bike. You know what I mean? You, you keep showing me parts of the bike. Just give me the bike. Right? So, so now you got, okay, so now you got... In the Bereshit bara Elohim et Hashamayim va'et ha'aretz. Now, does God do this all the time? The whole Bible's encoded like this. How is it that um, every first letter of the first of, of Genesis, every first letter of the first 50, 50 books, I mean 50 words, spells Torah? And how is it in Exodus? Every first letter for the first 50 words spells Torah. And then it skips in Leviticus, but then you go to Numbers and every letter spells Torah backwards. Every, 50, every 49th letter. Then every 4th, 9th letter in Deuteronomy spells Torah backwards using this same system. And then you say, well, why is it in Leviticus? Well, every eighth letter spells Yahweh. So you got two Torahs pointed to Yahweh, okay? And you go, what's the purpose of God doing this? You understand? What's the purpose of God doing this? And it's like God is, but see, see this is what God knows. If I just write a book and I don't signature it, some goofball will come and say, man wrote the Bible. And then you go, he did this? Really, he did this? Okay. So God is putting his signature on the scripture to let you know I wrote it. I told you the end from the beginning. 
Here it is, Bereshit bara Elohim. Every first letter coded, 22. Look, 22 is going to be it. Okay? I'm not just saying stuff to be... I'm not a YouTuber. <laughs> okay. So let's look at this. Last night, um, we hit upon this uh, 22. And when someone sent me Genesis chapter 2, verse 2, and there's more to this than it is, you guys. 22, chapter 2. Um, and, and the 22nd verse of Genesis says this. The rib which God, which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman and he brought the woman to the man. That's the whole story of Jesus Christ. The guy who got pierced in the side and what came out of his side, God formed a bride and brought her to him is the exact same thing as here. But this is in two verse 22. Okay. And the gematria of it is rapture. So it's like, okay, now you're showing me the pedals. Now you're showing me, you know what I mean? Everything. Just give me the bite. You know what I mean? It's getting to be too much, okay? So then you say, okay, let's go to Matthew chapter 22. It's, it's so much more because God is telling you the whole Bible is this is what the whole Bible is about. This is what the whole Bible is not about tithing. It's not about getting your breakthrough. It's not about, you know, deliverance. It's not about any. The whole Bible is about this. And Jesus spoke to them in a parable saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding for his son. The Bible is about preparing a wedding for his son. Amen. Okay? So the whole Bible is going to consist of a story of an Adam who's going to come out of the ground. Okay? And who... who um, God created Adam out of the ground, but Jesus came out of the ground as well. He's the second Adam. Amen. And that Adam who went into the ground was pierced in his side. And what comes out of his side is going to give him a bride. And God is going to be the one to prepare the bride. And God is going to be the one to bring that bride to him. Okay, that's the whole theme of the whole Bible is that God is preparing a wedding for his son. That's why... Every story in the Bible is about a wedding. Because yeah. from the beginning of the Bible, this is what it's all about. It's about the wedding. Okay? And who's getting married? Well, let me tell you something. The, the, the Adam that, that, that uh, the bride that was brought to Adam was the bride that he got from what he did on the cross and being pierced in his side. The bride that Adam got in the garden 
was the bride that came from what he did, what happened to him in the garden. And what happened to him in the garden? He got pierced in the side. So that's not Israel. The Bible's not talking about Israel. But, so that means God's thinking about a Gentile bride in Genesis. So God is thinking about a Gentile bride because that bride is going to come out of him being on the cross, being pierced in the side. And once he's pierced in the side, blood and water came. So the blood covenant and the water baptism births you into the into the kingdom of God. You become part of the bride and the Holy Spirit is going to bring that bride to the father, to the kingdom. And all of this is the main topic of the whole Bible. And it's what God is focusing on. Amen. Finally, the bride, the bridegroom comes into the world. And John starts talking about him and talking about. I need to have stuff prepared. John starts talking about. Praise God. Uh, Lord said it's <laughs> in your brain. Um, John starts talking about. The wheat harvest belonging to the bridegroom, does he not? John says the wheat, he says, the wheat harvest belongs to the bridegroom. He will gather his wheat into the barn. Okay? He will gather the wheat into the barn and the shaft he will burn. Okay? So John starts saying, oh, by the way, the wheat harvest belongs to the bridegroom. It belongs to Jesus. Okay? So, when God says, hey, um, I need you to look up the gematria for wheat. I look up wheat, the gematria is 22. Look up harvest, because they both go together, so wheat harvest. Look up harvest is 400. So the word that we looked up last night, shanim, years, and it came to 22 when he gets raptured, shanim is 422. So you go, what is going on here? So it's like God is like, I'm, put, I'm, I'm making it as plain as I can for my people. Remember, I wasn't sent to them. I'm not on the street corner like this. Hey, do you know about the 22? <laughs> they would be like, what kind of evangelist are you? I'm not into math, right? I'm not into uh, 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 God coding the Bible and, and gematria falling in line. So obviously God sent me to a people to teach them that the Bible is deeper than what you think and you need to know that I planned this and I signatured so you will know that it's time to leave. Amen. I'm sent to you. Good. This is what God has done to this brain that you should only think about football. <laughs> it's crazy. I want you to study composite numbers and pi. What? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a linebacker. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just crazy. The, the, the journey has been crazy. Okay? So, but God gave it, you know, when God does something, he, he gives it to you step by step. Yeah. Step by step. Okay? Yeah. So, this is amazing as well. Um, God, there's so much. I don't know which one to go to, Lord. Okay, let's, let's look at 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 22. 
<laughs> this is so funny. Yeah. Listen what it says. And King Solomon answered and said to his mother, Now, why do you, you ask Abishag, the Shunammite, for Adonijah, who is, the, who is the Antichrist? Ask for him the kingdom also, for he is my older brother uh, for him, and, and for Abathar, the priest, and Joab, the son of Zaru. Okay, so um, the Abathar, the priest, joined up with who? With Adonijah. Joab, the, the, the military guy, joined, was, was with who? Adonijah. He says, all three of them about to die. You understand? And he says, and why do you, are you asking for the Gentile bride to be handed over to them? That's in Kings 22. Now, the reason why all this is going on is because Abishad, the Shunammite, is in the king's palace taking care of King David before Adonijah and the other two come and represent a three, a triad, a beast, a false prophet, and the Antichrist figures. This is in Kings chapter 2, verse 22. Letting you know that all three of them are going to die and the, the Gentile bride belongs to me. Don't ask me to give the Gentile bride to the Antichrist. Amen. Okay, so when you get to Matthew, um, if you're still there, it starts talking about the kingdom of heaven is like the king who prepared a wedding for his son. He sent his servant to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come and they refused to come. Then he sent some more servants. So he's giving you the history of Israel. He's giving you the history of Israel. Look, I'm, I want to say this because God told me, reminded me to say this because someone needs it. On Sunday, it said at the end, it said the woman will be saved through childbearing. OK. And obedience okay now there is a woman that was saying she doesn't think that she can be saved because she hasn't had any children you see how and she wasn't she wasn't thinking this her church told her that you're saved through childbearing because she grew up in Mormonism you, so if you haven't had any children that means there's a curse on you and you since you're not bearing but that's not what it means. What it means is the woman is going to be saved through childbearing because Mary's going to have Jesus. Right. And other women are going to have prophets. Yes. And through a woman's childbearing, salvation is going to come into the world. Yes. It has nothing to do with an individual woman having a baby and she can't be saved because she hasn't had enough kids. You understand? But her church taught her this. And so you see how you can take a scripture, twist it a little bit, and, and persecute somebody with it, and then they'll go, oh my God. Okay? I'm sorry, I had to say that. But I, this is what I'm talking about, twisting scripture, okay? What is being given in the, the chapter 22 is this. It's the whole history of Israel. I sent them a prophet, and they killed him. I sent them another prophet, they killed him. I keep sending them prophets and they keep killing the prophets. And he says, finally, I said, burn this city and get them out of the country. 
He says, now go to the Gentile nations and gather whoever you can. Okay. And and so the 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 mission now has been that the wedding was already planned from the beginning. But now the invitation is going out to who? The Gentile church. So that bride who Christ died for is now eligible for what? For marriage. So the whole story of the of the Bible is being told to us in this chapter. But Jesus wants you to let you know the 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 bulk of the Bible is about a wedding that has been planned for the bridegroom. Okay, and that bridegroom is a wheat harvest. Okay. Here we go. Let's uh, let me turn this over. We already know about. Genesis chapter 6, verse 22. That's one of the 58 chapters that end in the 22nd verse. Why are there 58 chapters? Huh? Noah. You think God thought about that? And Noah backwards is is grace. So that means Noah's time and grace is over 52, 58 times, 22. So he's telling you, look. I told you the end from the beginning is 58 times because it'll be as it was in the days of 58. Who? Noah. Noah. So here it is, 20, 22, 58 times. There you go. Okay. Oh, I see the seat on that bicycle. It says swim. Come on, man. Right? <laughs> like, give me the bike. This is, I'm saying this is getting crazy. You guys, you understand? I'm trying to tell, I'm trying to explain to you a plain scenario that God is saying I am plainly giving this to you. I can't give you no more hints. <laughs> Do you understand? I can't give you any more hints. All, there's so much about this year, and He made every 22nd book of the Bible about weddings. So, what's the first 22nd book of the Bible? First 22nd book of the Bible is Song of Songs. What is Songs of Song all about? A wedding. Okay. And the Shunammites walking in the valley. And she said, I'm just down here in this early spring, just seeing if there's any harvest ready. And all of a sudden, the desire of the nations came and swept me up in a royal chariot and took me off. And then Israel, the, 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 the Jews are saying, come back, come back, Shunammite. And Jesus says, why should she come back? Go ahead and make 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 us uh, 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 um, what's his name? Defile each each your king. Go ahead and make the Antichrist your king. So that's in the first twenty two book. So that's the first twenty second book of the Bible is Song of Songs. Once I get to twenty two, I got to start counting twenty two over because the Bible's based on Hebrew letters. If you don't know that. If you don't know that, you don't even know how God's structuring the Bible. How much has been kept from us? How much have we been playing church? So now I get to the next 22 book and it's Acts. And now you have the basically the marriage and engagement. Here's the ring. He's like, here's the ring, the Holy Spirit. It's a down payment until I come and then we have the wedding. Don't you understand? Once you take the, the, the engagement, you are committed to that person. So now you get the, the, the coming together of the church 
and you get the coming together of the bridegroom in Acts chapter 2. When does the, 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 the Holy Spirit fall? Acts chapter 2, verse 2. 2, 2. <laughs> Just happens to be, because, you know, God has nothing to do with the numbers. He didn't put any numbers there. Huh? Yeah. Somehow the numbers got aligned perfectly. You know. God made a watch, right? Walked away and somebody go, this watch evolved. <laughs> you know? There's a watch here that evolved from nothing. You know, that's the stupidity of human beings. Okay. So we, we, we read that portion. Let me get over here to this next thing. Okay. So now I'm sitting in the house. And the Lord says, hey, um, why don't you look up tribulation? See how many times it's written in the Bible. <laughs> 22! <laughs> what do you mean tribulation starts in 22? Now someone said to me, Pastor Sandy, there's been so many, there's been 1922, 1822, said there was no rebirth of Israel yet. Okay, there's 1422. Yeah, but there's no rebirth of Israel yet. And nobody said last generation until 1948 happened. Then in that chapter, it says, when you see this happen, go and tell it to the Lador HaAkaron. Okay, so now the Bible's telling you. The Bible's telling you, look, when this happens, you're in the last generation. The next time a 22 comes up, pay attention. You understand? So now we're like this. Okay, 22 is going to mean something. Okay, the 120th year comes. It will be as it was in the days of Noah. So our 120th year comes. People in Martinique were saying, we have to wear a mask here. I was like, it's there too? We have a friend in South Africa. We have to wear a mask here. They've closed down all the business. It's there too? Every corner of the earth was underwater. And God chose the 120th year and he marked it in Psalms 1 through 120 and says, and then he says, oh, by the way, when it happens, it'll be because of a lie. Let me put that in the scripture there. Deliver us from the lie. <laughs> okay. Still, you know, I'd, you'd have to just be like, uh, what's that, that cartoon? Underdog, right? Everybody knows hey, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fake. It's a fake. It's, it's really a bomb. Underdog goes, it's the real thing. It's not a bomb, you know, because he's like just, you'd have to be like really dumb to just go. Oh, sorry. Pastor. <laughs> I, I went into 60s mode. I went into me and Pastor and Ben's age. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Underdog was a superhero, but he wasn't very bright, okay? <laughs> so, so, with all this evidence, you should know, okay? <laughs> you thank you, Pastor Ben. Okay. 
So God did all the 20s, 20, 20, 20, 20, shake in 20, that 20, tribulation is 20, um, spring, spring, 20, 22. I don't want to go through that. Let me see here. Oh. <laughs> now this is funny. This is really funny. This is this 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 right here. I got ten minutes. I, sh I should have at least five more, right? Yeah. This is crazy. Okay. Now watch this. This is nuts. I'm like, no way. I was like, I'm trying to show this to Drea, and she didn't get it. I almost like wanted to just shake her. You gotta get it. Wake up, you know. <laughs> but the Lord was like, just leave her alone. <laughs> Give her some time, right? Because when you get a, a revelation, you're like, this is good. And then your wife goes, you know, I got to go here and yeah. do some things. Yeah. Thank you for showing. God bless you. And you're like, what a second. Didn't you see what I just showed you? Okay. So we get to the 22nd time in the Bible that the Bible mentioned the word years. Okay. All of the days of, of Enoch were 365 and God took him, okay? The 22nd time years is mentioned. But the chapter is still going on, okay? So that means some more years of it. So after 22, there's seven more times that years is going to be mentioned. So that means it's actually 29 times ends the chapter. So that's seven years apart. 22 to 2029 is seven years apart. Yeah. And 2029 is the end of the last generation 80 year prophecy. I don't even know what to do, Pastor Dan. I just, I just want to walk. I, just, I wish I had a mic, I could just drop it. And just like, let's just go home. It wouldn't make any noise. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be as effective, you know? It's like, go, pink, pink. And then, like, what did he just do? He dropped his tiny little mic. <laughs> so, if you continue reading after Enoch gets taken, then you get to, to uh, 25. And it mentions Methuselah, and it mentions years again. Lamech, and, and it mentions years again. And you have seven more times in chapter 5 that years is mentioned. So in all, you have 29 times. Crazy. 22 at first, and then a rapture happens. Then seven more, and then it's the end. <laughs> two, two, one, one, five, six, five, twenty-two. That's crazy. The word Shanim, 422? No way. So it's like, it's just amazing things that God is trying to show us. Like, because we've gotten to the point where we ignore what's going on in the world. Because something big has to happen, then everybody gets ruffled. And then if it goes away, then our interest goes away. Mm -hmm. Like in 2020 was the best time to preach the rapture because everybody was like, look what's going on. 
what the Lord said it would be as, as, as the days of Noah. People be eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. Couldn't nobody get married in 2020. You know what I mean? It was, it was, so there's a lot of things going on. We are at this 2029 period. So then God says, okay, in the first five books, and this is it, uh, in the first five books of the Bible, let's have 22 of those chapters uh, end. Let's have 12 of those chapters end with the 22nd verse. You go, okay, 12 means a new government. See, 22, there's going to be a new government. In 2022, there's going to be a new government. What's that new government? He will give them an agreement, a peace agreement. A new government is, a, is going to be a one world government. Okay? But then, all the chapters that end in, uh, uh, with, uh, uh, with 29 is also 12. And that's going to be a new government. Well, whose new government is that going to be? Jesus, because the millennium will start and Jesus will reign and rule. OK. So what I'm saying is this. The Lord has made it so plain. For us. To see what he's doing and how he's signatured it in scripture. We're days away. We're days away. OK. We're days away. And I love it. You know why? Because nothing big is going on. It's, gonna be, it's not going to be three days of darkness. The people will be able to get married. Somebody will probably get married this weekend. My wedding anniversary is this weekend. Somebody will probably get married this weekend. I'm telling you. People will be married and given marriage. And they will be oblivious when the rapture happens, okay? This is what this is about, all right? So, anyway, the, the word years and the word wheat harvest is the same gematria, and the word your salvation is the same gematria as wheat harvest and years, okay? I'm done. I could do, we could continue, take a lunch break and come back. But I'm done. <laughs> it's question and answer time. I, I just want, I think it's going to wake the world up. I think it's just going to be something that's going to wake the world up. That will make Revelation 7 make sense about how many people are I saw a praise and worship uh, service at Elevation Church. It looked like a rock concert and everybody was high. People was jumping around and falling on the floor and, and they were playing rock music in the back and they were going, uh, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. And I was like, that's praise and worship? <laughs> And the kids are throwing each other. They're doing like a mosh party. Oh, no. I never read that in the They were throwing each other. They were grabbing each other. You know, it's like they were having this big rock concert. I was like, okay, so that's how you get kids to come to church. I don't know. 
Can I ask the first question? Sure. Wait a minute. Who, who, who's, who's, who's the monitor? So we have a question from... <laughs> from oh, we, we have a question from Mr. Ryan. Pastor said he has said his mandate from the Lord is getting my people ready to leave. Mm -hmm. What do you mean, my people? Hmm? What do you mean, my people? God's people. Who's that? People that are in relationship with Jesus Christ. In relationship, okay? I mean those that are in relationship. Because relationship means you've got oil in your, in, your, in your lamp. That means you're active and engaged in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay? You have oil in your lamp. You're not five that went to sleep and like, I haven't read the Bible in years, but I used to. You're not that. Okay? You, you, I used to Christian, right? I used to do this. I used to do that. You're not a used to Christian. You are actively in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay? Perfection is not the, the scale. Active is the scale, okay? Because there are some people that say, Pastor Sandy, I'm still dealing with cigarettes. Yesterday I had another one. I've just been, I was crying. I just repented. I asked God to forgive me and deliver me. I say, he's going to deliver you. Stay in your word. Keep praying. Keep, okay? That's an active relationship. The other day I got angry at my wife and I, I just kind of didn't act in myself. I said, well, if you wasn't acting like the Holy Spirit, you wasn't in yourself because you're born again. Go to her and apologize. You're in a relationship to her. Go apologize and apologize to God because you're in a relationship with him. Okay? So a relationship is always active, engaged, right? Continuous. When you haven't heard from God in years and you don't repent no more because somebody told you that you're once saved, you're always saved, and you don't have to worry about repenting anymore. They have done God a great disservice. They might as well call themselves the prophet Nicolaian because Nic that's the Nicolaitan doctrine. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Is that, does that answer your question, uh, Minister Ryan? Amen. So, Pastor Stanley, the first question from Rosie. If a person gets saved and is baptized in water, then backslides for years, then comes back to the Lord, should they get baptized in water again? No. No, you don't. You, you, you are already, uh, you're just backslidden. Backslidden, I don't mean just because, but the Bible says that God, that God loves the backslider. Yeah. Meaning, not that he loves that you have backslide. He's still reaching out to you to come back. Because yeah. there's a difference between backsliding and falling away. Yes. Okay. Once you start saying Jesus didn't come in the, in the flesh, and once you start saying, I don't believe in Jesus no more, I don't believe that salvation is in his name, I believe that Buddha did this, and you, you got saved, and now you're, you're, you're completely rejecting the whole scriptures and the Bible, you've fallen away. God says, for that person, there's no way back. Okay? But if you're backslidden, let's just say you're, 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 you, know, uh, you're, you met somebody at a club, She's real cute. And she's like, I'm a Christian, too. I don't know what I'm doing here. And you go, I'm a Christian, too. I don't know what I'm doing here. Let's stop. Let's, let's stop going to club and let's start going back to church together. And then you move move in together. OK, now you're like, oh, my God, we're shacking up. 
So now you're in there and you're praying, oh, Lord, I know this ain't right. We ain't married. Can you please, you know, bless the relationship? And we, I, so then you get you get buy a ring, but you're still living together. And then it's like so now. When you finally do marry her and you still both of you are back in Christ, now you're back. You know, God has called you out of this backslidden stage and you're back with God. Right. But it's not the fact that you weren't in sin. I, I would not have wanted to be uh, the rapture to happen while I was living with my wife before we got married. Amen. I would have not wanted the rapture because I can't be in a surety of my salvation. Amen. OK, because I, I'm actively doing something against God. Yeah. But I know that I'm every day repenting for it. So being in an active relationship and being in a backslidden relationship, you may be backslidden and God loves the backslider. So that means that God is using that time and opportunity to call you back. Yes. He's sending people. people. People were coming to me. Homeless people were witnessing to me. I would buy them food and they would go, you know, Jesus loves you. <laughs> I was like, you know what I mean? Because I was in a backslidden situation. But people were because but God was he would sometimes uh, uh, someone would call me and say, hey, man, how you doing? Oh, man, I'm OK. You know, you've been reading your word. Yeah, but I'm not feeling, you know, like I'm right with God. Man, God loves you. Keep reading. Keep studying your word. He says, what's the problem? He said, I'm doing this. He says, repent, man. And they would tell me, you know, because God was tugging at my heart, trying to pull me back. Remember. The, the, the kid that left his father and he left and he he spent all of the money on. Yeah. Before he went back, what did he say? He said, in my father's house is this, this and this. And it says and it says, but so I'm going to go there. When he gets to his father, he repents. Yeah, he did. He doesn't just go home. He says. He, he says, I've done this, I've done that, I've done this, I am not worthy. Yeah, well, yeah. And his father forgave him. But don't think he just went back home. That's what these crazy people would have you to believe. Oh, he just went. See, he was already, the Lord had already said he was once saved, he was all. No, that brother made up his mind, I'm going back. And then when he got face to face with his father, he repented. Yeah. Okay. Amen. Good. Repentance is a beautiful thing. Angels can't do it. Amen. Pastor, this one is from Elaine. It says, Pastor, we had many questions over the years for you. Mm -hmm. My question is, do you have one for us? Um. I don't I don't know if I have a question. Um, I think what I'd really like to know is, is um, what drew you to this ministry? Because it's not an easy ministry. It's not. It's really sometimes uh, people have listened to me that like I finally got my husband to listen to you. And then you talked about math. <laughs> <laughs> And he says, I just don't get this guy. And he, and he, you know, so it's like something has to draw you to the fact that you want to learn the Bible on a higher level. And God, so I, I think it's the Holy Spirit that led you here. 
um, because I think that what God has prepared me to give the church is the truth about his word and who he is. So I think I answered my own question. It's the Holy Spirit that drew you. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Pastor Sandy, some Christians say Jesus drank wine. Some say grape juice. Which is it, Pastor Sandy? Yeah, which is it? <laughs> I don't know. Did he drink wine? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Did he drink wine? He said, I won't drink the, the fruit until I come back, though. He drank it, but just for that one moment, he took it. Did he? Yeah, yeah, you would have to. A matter of fact, you matter of fact, you would have to take a sip because it's an agreement between you and your in your bride, and that's the tradition: is that the bridegroom would say to the bride, um, 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 they would they would bring a first he would he would pay the price the the bridal cost. Okay, once he paid the bridal cost, they would bring a glass of wine. They would bring a, a bottle of wine, and the bride, the 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 woman who's engaged, and the bridegroom would drink for, with boiled glass and they would both take a sip and then the bridegroom would say to the bride, I will not drink again from this vine until I see you in my father's house. And then he would leave his father's house and go back and get her and bring her and then they would celebrate. So now, be not drunk with wine but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, so I didn't, I didn't see and Jesus had a third glass. I didn't see that. <laughs> I don't see that. All right. So, cause, yeah. He, it, the, listen, they don't even drink. They sip it, and then they make the announcement. We're sipping this as a custom to say, "I won't see you again." It doesn't even say he drank the whole thing. You understand? They sip it, and then they make the announcement: "We will not drink of the vine again until we see you in the kingdom." Was it, was it all in one cup? Everybody shared that one cup. No, no. This was. This was, but, 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 but this was it. This is it. Jesus is making a statement because he's, he's saying, I'm not going to drink again till I see you in the kingdom. I made that same statement with God when I found out what that scripture meant from going to the Jewish synagogue. Okay. When I found out, oh my, that's what God, Jesus meant. I said, I'm not drinking another glass of wine, Drea, until I get to heaven because I'm not going to drink till my, till the bridegroom drinks. And so I haven't drink since then. I think it's been like 27 years because I think we were married for about one year. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, yeah, Jesus had a glass of wine, not four. <laughs> so. Question, is Lot a typology of the church or Israel in Luke 17, 28? Will fire fall from heaven the day of the rapture possibly? Lot is an example of the church. Um, Enoch is an example of the church. Elijah is an example of the church. Noah is an example of the church. So all these are things that's telling you what things that are going on and God announcing that judgment is going to come. Remember, evil is going on and Lot is warning people that judgment is coming. Okay, that's what's going on right now. There's evil going on, and we're trying to warn people that judgment is coming. Some will believe us, and some won't. But the moment we leave, it'll come down. Amen. Is the, is the woman that flees to the wilderness for 1,260 days uh, represent the church? 
How come the two no. witnesses... The, 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 the woman that flees does not represent the church. That's Israel. That's Israel in the middle of the tribulation when the Antichrist goes into the temple and declares that he is God. And the Bible says when Israel sees this to flee, okay, don't look back. And it says, pray that it's not in the winter because you had to do this before. Okay, flee. And then he says, and God will take care of you for one thousand two hundred and sixty days until the end of the tribulation. Okay, that is not the church that is Israel in the middle of the tribulation. How come the two witnesses minister? for 1,260 days. They minister for 1,260 days at the beginning of the tribulation. Then the Antichrist comes upon the earth and he kills them. Remember, one of the things that the two witnesses does is he stops it from raining yeah. for three and a half years. These two prophets are persecuting the earth and the Antichrist can't get what he wants done. And they're preaching the gospel. The two little restrainers. Okay, so now um, they're in. When they get killed, you know where they get killed? In the city where Jesus was crucified. They go, they're in Jerusalem. These two lay in, in Israel on the ground um, and, and they leave them there. Now, what is the Antichrist doing there? Because the Antichrist is the one who kills them. The beast comes up and he kills them. But he doesn't kill them in Rome. He kills them there. So now they go up to heaven. Okay. The Antichrist goes into the temple and declares that he's God. Now the Jews flee. And now you got another 1,260 years. Yeah. Only two times in the Bible you'll see 1,260 days. One for the, 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 the two witnesses and the, and the other for the last half of the tribulation when they flee. Okay, that's 2,520 years, which is, what was that, 5789, which is 2,520 days. Same thing. Amen. How is this related to the woman? Which woman? Uh, same. Uh, the woman that flees to the wilderness. Right. The woman that flees to the wilderness is Israel. Yeah. Okay, so that's how that relates to the woman. The woman is Israel. The woman is Israel. Well, the woman is. Huh? That was his, his first bride that he wanted to marry, right? That's, that's Israel. That's Rachel. That's the whole thing. Because remember, he's going to marry Rachel, but he doesn't marry Rachel for seven more years. Remember, he married Leah, who had seven children. He doesn't get Rachel to after seven years. So in the beginning of the tribulation, you have the witnesses. The middle of the tribulation, they get killed, and the Antichrist goes into the temple and declares he's God. Israel flees, and he takes care of them for an additional 1,260 days. Okay? Amen. So there's your 2,520 days. Pastor, what does it mean when people say to get your spirit right with the Lord before the rapture happens? I'll tell you from a Hebraic standpoint, okay, because get your spirit right from there means um, you speak from a, a, a Gentile's perspective is accept Jesus Christ so that you can be born again and be born of the spirit and be ready for God. From a Jewish perspective, it's I see that you are confessing uh, uh, religion and righteousness, but you have 
spots, blemishes, and wrinkles. Okay? So someone telling you get your spirit right is go iron that outfit. Yeah. You got wash it and iron it because I see flaws in what in your religion, in, in, in your religious stance. Okay? So get rid of the wrinkles and the flaws that are in your garment. Okay? And those are things that other people can't see. Okay? Because other people can't see that you have a horrible, mean attitude towards your wife. They, they, other people ain't in your house, they don't see you curse your wife out. But when you're at church, you seem to be a nice guy, right? right? So, and they, they don't see that you hate your, your own dad. They don't see that, but you know in your heart you do. Okay? Those are spots, blemishes, and wrinkles. And so, don't ever think you're hiding anything from God. He's coming for a bride without spots, blemishes, and wrinkles, which means that God sees the whole garment. Okay? He sees the whole garment. And so don't, this is the whole thing about keeping relationship. If you're in a relationship, you don't try to hide stuff from the other person. You want to be exposed. You want, and because God knows what's inside of you and he knows what needs to be clean. You want to be able to go to God and say, I don't like the way I act today. The Holy Spirit convicted me of this and I want to get rid of that out of my life. So that, that's what, what he's talking about when you want to get your spirit right. From a Hebraic point, they're talking about spots, blemishes, and wrinkles, which is not only the first time taught of, thought about in the New Testament. It is something that derives from the, the Old Testament. When is the last day of 2022 on the Hebrew calendar? March 23rd. And when do you think the rapture will happen? Tomorrow. Or later today. <laughs> Why is Satan released after a thousand years rules? Do we have to go through all the craziness again? No. Matter of fact, he won't even last that long. He's going to be released, but it says fire came down of heaven and burnt him and all the demons up. Yep. Burnt them up. You understand? Destroyed them all. So I'm, 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 I'm just letting you know once he's released. Now, the only reason that God locks him up is because it's a Sabbath day and God's like, you know what? I, I need a day off. Right. You know, you've been deceiving the world for 6,000 years plus and now I need a Sabbath, you know, and it's like lock Satan up. I'm not I'm not done beating him up. No, I'm not done, but I'm tired and it's my day off. <laughs> so he says lock him up for a thousand years. When the thousand years are over. OK, let him out. Amen. Let me finish. Exactly. Basically, that's it. I'm tired. I've been fighting for six days. Amen. It's my Sabbath. I'm right. taking my day off. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Do we need the sacrament of First Communion to be saved? Heck no. Amen. <laughs> That's the Catholic Church. Oh, that is the Catholic Church. The Bible says, come out from among them. Or you will suffer in the same punishment that they are going to receive. Yeah. And God has some plans for the, oh, for the Vatican and the Catholic Church. Yeah. That is the worst pagan religion 
in the world because it looks, they try to make it look like Christianity and it's actually the worship of Isis, which they call Mary, because they make statues of it and bow down and kiss it. It's the worship of Tammuz because they make statues of a baby, Jesus, and they bow down and kiss it. You understand? Exactly. And of course, and they have Jesus still on the cross. So all the, but God in Revelation chapter 17 and 18 tells you what's going to happen to the Catholic Church. And in 18, it says, come out from among her or you will suffer in, so that you don't have to suffer in their punishment. Amen. What do you tell people when they say there's no pre-trib rapture? There's only 144,000 raptures. I said, you need to get out of Jehovah's Witness Church. Amen. That's what I say. You're a Jehovah's Witness. I know by the stupidity you just said. And you better get out of there because 144 of the best Jehovah's Witnesses are not going to heaven. Amen. Two questions, Pastor, and then we're, and we're really out of time. The first one is, do you believe there is a significance to Resurrection Sunday on the Gregorian calendar falling in the middle of the 17th of Nisan this year? Mm, uh, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't, that's a lot, but I don't really know what the significance of that would be. Yom Rishon is a very beautiful day, but I don't know. I don't even remember the question. It was a lot in it. So, I don't know. Was it a two-part question? No, man. Read it slowly, slowly to me. Let me, okay. let me see if I can even get this. Because this is... There's the significance of... To the Resurrection Sunday on the Gregorian calendar falling in the middle of the 17th of Nisan this year. I don't know. Yeah, no, nah, that would... That, because... Um, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that has any significance. Yeah. Pastor, has the tribulation started? <laughs> I'm just reading the question. <laughs> uh, do you, uh, do you think the tribulation, okay, uh, do you believe the witnesses are here now? Uh, no. Okay. I would say they're alive, but the, the mystery hasn't fallen. They're, they're not here, they're not alive. When, that, when it comes time for them to be here, Moses and Elijah will appear. I can't wait. <laughs> amen. Uh, I was going to ask one last question, but I can't find it, so amen. That's it, Pastor. Okay. Yeah, the two witnesses are not just two dudes. It's Moses and Elijah, okay? It's not like, do you think they're already here? Oh, yeah, I think they were born in Texas, but they're just hanging out waiting for the tribulation to start. It's not, yeah, it's not just two dudes. It's Moses and Elijah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, I've had people come to me and say, you know, I think I'm going to be one of the witnesses. And I'm like, no, you're not. This is, yeah. But, no, you know, it's not the matter. You're not Moses and you're not Elijah. And you were not on the mountain when Jesus was, uh, showed himself on, that si on the sixth day. That's not, yeah, you're not. You're not gonna be, and you're not gonna be one of the forty-four thousand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh no, You know the Bible has to be pretty much. Look at this lamentation. I haven't studied it yet, but I'm going to study it today. Lamentation has. 
22 verses in the first chapter, 22 verses in the second chapter, 66 verses in the third chapter, 22 verses in the fourth chapter, and 22 verses in the, in the uh, fifth chapter. So it's like 22, 22, 66, 22, 22. Uh, I got to study that today. Are we going to pray out? Yes, sir. Okay. And uh, I'm going to add this thing. All right, here we go. Let me get my glasses on. And God said to Aaron and Moses, he said to them, when you see my people, bless them by giving them these words. Tell them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Shalom, everybody. Or the heavens, the clouds. In Jesus' name, we'll see you soon. Amen. Okay. Amen.